everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 13 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. On this podcast, we will showcase alumni from each one of these schools to share their success stories and insights with you. Today, our podcast welcomes Antonio Dadalto Neto, an alumnus from Briamont. Antonio will share with us his experience living and studying in Switzerland. Antonio, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Carlin. Thanks um, to you and Swiss Learning for having me here. Thank you. Absolutely. Antonio, you were born in Brazil. So how did the idea of studying in Switzerland come about? Um, yeah, so uh, I was born in Brazil and actually the um, school I studied at Brazil, they had mistress children had been to Bremont. So what happened was we received often representatives from BM uh, at the school. Um, and I think I attended a couple of those presentations and I think um, very quickly, me and my father, we realized that, you know, there's a really good fit. He wanted me to do what I wanted to do, which was leave the country, go elsewhere, explore, but go somewhere safe as well. So for him, he was a big supporter. Um, I liked the fact that the school proposed the British curriculum, which was something I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that, that's, that's how it happened. Antonio, you actually spent three years at Briamont. What was the most important things you learned there? Um, I think I, I did go there because I, well, I wanted to study and get somewhere in terms of education, further education. But I think most importantly, it was um, independence. I, I went there um, when I was 15. Mm -hmm. That's quite young. But um, I think boarding school really teaches you how to do things by yourself. And... Um, you know, um, become an independent person, not someone who, you know, has to make the choices. I think that's really the big, big one, apart from the education. Um, yeah. mm -hmm, certainly. And Priamon is known for being a very familiar school. How quickly did you begin to feel at home? Thing is, when, when I arrived at Priamon, I came in at, um, halfway through the um, school year, actually, mm -hmm. because of the differences between the Brazilian school year and the, you know, normal Northern Hemisphere school year. Um, so that first half, um, that's th that first, when I came in Jan, it was a bit difficult to, you know, everyone had already their group of friends and everything. But for me, it was really when my second year, second school year in Bremont started that, you know, it was a fresh page and, um, I was already there. So I had my, you know, connections already. And then of course I got more engaged with the, the teachers I had uh, classes with. And yeah, from the start of my second year, yeah. Did you have roommates from other nationalities? Oh, uh, so <laughs> that's a good point. Um, well, my first year I did, and I shared a room um, with uh, a colleague from Japan. And uh, but after that, actually, I, I was one of the few people that got um, a single room. I had my single room, but still, I wasn't living in a floor with loads of guys around me. So, yes, I, it was almost like sharing a room, mm -hmm. but I had my single room for a very long time. How about other languages? Did you get to learn any new languages during your time in school? Uh, I, I would say, well, I learned about expressions and everything, but um, I definitely expanded on the ones I had already started learning in Brazil. So, um, especially me now I live in the UK and here it's very 
it's not normal to know many languages uh, as it is in Switzerland. So in Brazil, in my school, uh, there was this big effort by the school to you know, open doors to other languages. So I had studied Italian, Spanish, uh, English from a very early age, of course, and French. Um, but in Switzerland, obviously, that, you know, I expanded my studies and um, got, got to a very um, proficient level in practically almost all of those languages. But I have to say, I have lost quite a bit of it since I've been here in the UK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what was your routine like at Briamont? Could you walk us through a typical day at the school? Um, yeah, so typical day. So start in the morning, we um, go for breakfast and then, um, you know, class start. Um, when I got there, I started my uh, IGCSEs, but that was only for, you know, half a year. I, I, I talk more about the time when I was in A-levels, um, AS and A2. Um, that's in the British curriculum where you really choose where to focus. And I think there is... Um, I think you have to be a lot more strict as to what do you really want? Do you really want to focus? Do you really want to spend the time in that? Because it's, it's tough. It's, um, you have to kind of exercise this discipline, right? So I, I took on quite a few subjects, um, did five A-levels, which is quite wow. a bit. Two, three. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had a quite, quite, quite a busy schedule, but on top of that, of course, we had sports class, um, normally you know three meals so that's always the time where you get to talk to people the social which is very important um and at the end of the day again in-house you're living with your mates and um get the time to socialize um so it was pretty much that i have to say it was a very busy time for me in terms of studying but um there there was quite a bit of um, time for socializing as well and how about weekends what sort of activities did you do on weekends um i would say that it changed quite a bit during the year so during summer we would um enjoy quite a bit of um lausanne so we'd go to the port uh Ushi, mm-hmm. and get a boat and kind of you know kind of explore the city take advantage uh, of the perfect location of the school yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um, but even traveling around us, the Bremont also organized some school trips. So we'd go sometimes to France, Italy. Um, we go a few times to Germany as well to Europa Park, which is um, an amusement park, which is very good. Um, but also during winter, which I loved, uh, was skiing. So we had um, the possibility of going skiing quite a few times. And I, when I got um, to Bremont, I didn't know how to ski at all. I'd lived in Brazil my whole life. I was completely scared of mm-hmm. going skiing. And um, <clears throat> I'll always remember, um, it was Mrs. McLean, um, who basically, I, I, I read there, I was very young, and they, they were telling me, you know, you have, to, you have to come because you're quite young. You can't stay alone um, at the school for the ski trip. So I went and I said, I don't know how to ski. I'm Brazilian. <laughs> uh, and then I got there and it, it was a completely disaster the first day. But then that they really kind of pushed me to go for it and it became a passion. I love it. I love absolutely love skiing. Um, and then, you know, my my senior year, my last year at Bremont, I would go every single weekend. Um, 
Yeah. That sounds like so much fun. And and <laughs> you also got the opportunity, as you mentioned, to explore uh, other countries in Europe, Germany and Italy and France. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's just such a rich cultural experience to to be able, one of the advantage of studying in Switzerland, right? Because it's so easy to get around and, and visit the neighboring countries. Yeah, um, yeah. Are you still in touch with any of your classmates from BM? Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my Brazilian friends, other friends from other places. I mean, now I live in Europe, so I'm, I'm in touch with, um, I have a very close friend from Sweden, from Spain. Um, these guys are with me, you know. <laughs> you live with friends uh, uh, from all over the world, don't you? Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. So, you know, I can go around and go to Japan or go to wherever in Europe or even back home, you know. Brazil is a big country, so yeah. you go to different cities, you meet people from BM. Um, yeah, it's it's great. And even in London, actually, there's a huge community in, in London. I have to mention that, that loads of people came here. That's nice. Uh, Antonio, could you tell us a funny story about your time at BM? Yeah. Um, so I was trying to think about this one, and um, I, I, I wanted to kind of do a twist on it, because it's not necessarily funny, but I'm very fond of the memory. Um, I remember when I would come back, um, from Brazil, it's a, it's a very long trip. Many people actually do this, right? You have to go all the way home and, uh, you don't want to kind of waste the opportunity because you're so long, um, far away from home. So I'd often come back late to school, a few days late and they would tell me, oh, you can't do this, etc. But then I had this French teacher, um, Madame Baron. And she would always come, and when I arrived, and she would just, you know, tell me off in a kiddly manner, and she'd be like, "Antonio, you have to eat. You're too thin." And it was almost like, you know, coming back home and you're talking to your family, and they say exactly the same thing. So, um, yeah, I, I remember this every single time she would say this. So, I, I it's a, it's a very fond memory. It's not necessarily, I mean, it's funny, but it's a very something I really remember every time coming back and hearing Madame Baron say exactly the same thing. It's a sweet memory and it sounds um, that it comes from a place for caring, right? About the yeah. students and your well-being and really treating the students like family. As you said, that was the same thing as you heard at home, you heard in school. So I think that tells a lot about how the school takes care of its students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it was very much like, you know, second home, really. And and after graduating at Briamont, you went to City University of London to pursue a Bachelor of Science in Financial Economics. Was that amongst your top universities of choice? Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think what was really important about um, going to City was that it's not quite common for universities to give you the opportunity to do an industrial placement here in the UK. A few do, not many. And um, that's what I did. So um, while I was at um, City, I worked for one year at the Bank of England that opened um, many, many doors. Even if I decided that that was not the career I wanted to pursue, um, um, regulation, um, it opened many, many doors. So, yeah, I, I, it was the right thing for me, definitely. And how helpful was the school in helping you apply to your universities of choice? Um, they were very, very helpful. Um, particularly, I wanted um, you know, to mention Ms. Bowen, uh, Geraldine Bowen, who was, she used to work at Brian she's not there anymore, but when I was there, she was there and she 
was um, phenomenal in helping me, you know, explain to me all of the opportunities I had, um, how the system for applying to universities worked. And it's a structured system in the UK. It's a unified um, system. And she was explaining it all to me, all the requirements. She really was like a mentor. Um, I was, like I mentioned before, I was taking quite a few extra classes because I wanted to do more A-levels. Uh, and she was advising me quite a bit during that time. So definitely very helpful. That's nice to hear because it makes all the difference having the right yeah. support and guidance, right? Antonio, what are some of the skills that boarding schools equip you with that come in handy as you enter the professional arena? Um, I definitely would come back to the independence point and also the I'd add another one, initiative. Um, because in boarding schools, you become an independent individual and you have to. Um, choice is yours and you have to make the best of it and you have but you you have to make the choices right and having initiative is definitely someone obviously in the corporate world but even if you're an independent professional entrepreneur etc just in professional life you have to have initiative um, so I think that's very important um, yeah it, it, it helps a lot in, in, in many ways that people don't see uh, necessarily, it, it, when you get someone who has been in a boarding school, they have that thing where they they're making their choices and they're proposing projects. Uh, I've seen that without even some... realizing it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Antonio, during your time at Deutsche Bank, you were a student mentor and a community volunteer as part of the bank's corporate social responsibility program, and you also volunteered for charity work at Habitat for Humanity. Why is being kind so important to you? Um, it's, um, I, I like people to be kind to me, of course. <laughs> so if I can do the same, then, you know, that's just um, retribution. But it's, um, I think it's something that's so much easier than not being kind. Um, but apart from that, obviously, I recognize that, you know, around, you know, my family, my friends, my social circle, um, my industry, we're extremely privileged people, not only, you know, to live in the countries where we live financially. Um, so, you know, I think being able to pay back is very important um, in any way we can. It doesn't have to be charity. It, it can be very simple, uh, even at work, if you're kind to the people you're around. Um, and I, I feel that kind of sense of responsibility of having to do a little bit and doesn't have to be much, like I mentioned. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I love that. Sometimes it's like you said, it's helping the colleague sitting next to you, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to necessarily fly to Africa to be charitable yeah. and you can do it in small, meaningful ways. I absolutely love that. Could you tell us a little bit about your current job at Citibank? Yes. Yeah. So I moved to City um, in the end of February, 2021. And um, I'm currently, um, well, Recently promoted. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so we work uh, investing the bank's excess cash, basically. Uh, we invest them in our structured credit fixed income notes. Um, what's really good about it is that, I mean, City is um, massive, right? So uh, we are in the top three uh, of uh, the, the investor base in my niche market. So it's it gives me... So much opportunity and exposure to to the market I'm working with, which is um, CLOs, 
Um, and I'm, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it since I since I joined. They've been a wonderful, wonderful company for me. Yeah. What advice could you offer students who are also interested in pursuing a career in finance? Um, right. So I think um, what advice I give myself. Um, I would say, even though I knew what I wanted to do, I think sometimes it's hard to know what you need to do. Yeah. So um, I would say if you're pursuing, and, and finance is quite general, but specifically if you're looking for something in you know, investment banking or sales and trading, MA, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. Um, the recruitment process is very extreme. It's extremely rigorous. Um, I think it's very important is research and to know what um, what you're applying for. You really have to know the company. Um, you really, obviously, you have to have a very strong background in finance. The bar is very high. The ex- you know, you're expected to learn and know a lot by that, you know, by the bachelor level. I think, I think it's, I'm not going to say it's unfair, but it's, it's a very strict process and you're expected to know a lot. So a lot of research, knowing what the basic questions will be, but actually knowing about the company you're applying for, because often what happens is people apply to many, many, many companies and that's normal. You have to, just because the odds are against you really. Um, but you really have to know about the job you're applying for. It's quite frustrating when you're recruiting someone and you know that they don't really know about the company and they don't really know what you're doing. And that just kills it. So I'd say research, know what you're applying for and have very strong background knowledge and finance. Very, very strong. That's a good tip. What are your professional goals and ambitions? I think... The best, I, like, I don't have a specific goal of saying, oh, I want to be a CEO or I want to be a managing director. I think priority for me is to be recognized as, you know, a leading figure in what I do or um, being recognized as you know, an example. Um, that's a goal. How that comes by or how that happens, I don't necessarily have a shape to it. But um, BSB, be, you know, a uh, uh, leading figure in, in my market. I think that's my primary goal. Of course, that can come with um, the financial reward that is normal with that. Uh, then that's perfect. But I think for me, is being recognized as, um, you know, the best. Let's put it that way. I like that goal. Antonio, what is your personal definition of success? Uh, that's, I uh, really like that question. Um, I would say best defining word is happiness. Um, it's very important. It is why um, I have made choices in my past about my career. And um, you have to do what you have to do. You have to do what you need to do to make to, to be happy. And that's in your uh, professional life, in your family life, with your friends, in everything. Um, if it's not working, if it's not making you happy, then there's no point. Um, even if that comes at financial sacrifice, it doesn't really matter um, because it's in the long term, it can't be sustainable. So um, that is my definition of success, being happy in what you do. Antonio, and finally, I can't believe we're already here towards the end of the podcast. <laughs> are there any tips you could offer to students who are currently undecided about boarding schools? Mm. I would say it's... Um, 
it's a big step, but I think it's very rewarding. Um, there is a lot to learn, a lot to see, a lot to explore. Um, tips, I would say, you know, just look at what's out there. Um, you know, often when you decide to go to boarding school, you normally would have lived the same kind of life for quite some time. And so there's a lot to, to, to explore. So I would say keep an open mind um, and, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Just go for it. Antonio, if any of our listeners wish to continue this conversation, can they find you on LinkedIn? Yes, absolutely. So Antonio de Daltonetto, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can send me a message. And always glad. Always glad to chat to people. I truly appreciate that. I really thankful for having had you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. And if any of our listeners have any questions about anything else they heard on the podcast today, feel free to contact me at carla at swisslearning.com. Thank you. And until next time.